It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's they're, they're not focused. They're just, all they're focused on, understandably, is the problem they're facing. They get a five and a half percent raise and average raise in their salaries. And yet inflation exceeds that. And they look around the world and they know that a lot of it's extremely complicated. And so they're frustrated. And I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. There's a lot we have to do. And but you know as well, I shouldn't say you, I think what I have to do is explain in simple, straightforward language what's going on. So that's straightforward language. It's the president in his uh, economic press avail yesterday. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. But the he's trying to explain a simple straight. It's because you're stupid. You can't understand the inflation because you're dumb. That's what Biden's saying. We are stupid. We're too stupid to understand these big numbers, see? You're just stupid. That's, I mean, that's what he said. I got to explain it in simple, straightforward language, what's going on. I want to see him do that. I want to see the, how, what he means when he says simple, straightforward language. I want to know. I want to know what you're talking about. I want to know. Right? Yeah, why hasn't he done it? (laughs) Love to know. But the I loved this. This is kind of a flashback. Biden on inflation and then Milton Friedman on inflation. Listen to this. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Oh my gosh. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of an, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. There you go. Milton Friedman's right. right. Telling you what, he is correct on Monday. So that's just <laughs> because you're too dumb to understand it. It's because it's not made in D.C. It's made by elves and trees. No, those are the Keebler cookies, uh, Biden. Well, it's ultra mega made. It's triple filtration, ultra mega. Oh, what about mega ultra mega? Oh, 
ultra mega mega? Wait, no, 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 mega ultra mega. Oh my gosh, that's so much mega. It's not just ultra, it's mega ultra. Way more than regular mega. It's like bowls of total. How many bowls of total does it take? <laughs> One bowl, two bowls, and then a mountain. That was one of my favorite commercials as a kid, I have to say. Biden says he doesn't know when prices are going to start coming down. Audio sound by one, especially when, I mean, everything from used cars to eggs is up. Listen. I'm not going to predict that. It ranges depending on what economists you're talking to by the end of this year. And some say it's going to be, it's going to increase next year. But there's others say by the end of this year, you're going to see it come down by the calendar year. I don't know, but I know what we have to do to make sure that we can bring it down. What, bring what down? Bring down the the prices? Does he know what's up? I mean, let, let's just take a peek at the end of the year. End of the year. It's really important to them, you know. They're going to think about it maybe at the end of the year. It'll be, you know. Gas is up 44%. Airline tickets up 33%. Used cars up 23%. Hotels, 23%. Suits, 22%. Bacon. 18% increase. These are all price increases. Oranges, 17% increase. Tires, 16% increase. Furniture, 15% increase. Milk, 15% increase. Coffee, 14% increase. Deliveries, 14% increase. Bread, 14% increase. Baby food, 13% increase. It's starting to sound like, um, uh, oh gosh, Faith No More song. Soup, 13%. Cereal, 12% increase. Eggs, 10% increase. Dry cleaning, 10% increase. Based on U.S. CPI data, the month of April. And Biden's all, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know the baby formula thing? So I saw this from, um, this is from Fox News Capitol Hill producer. The House is going to hold they have a subcommittee hearing on baby formula shortages next week. Right? No, 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 not next week. The week after that. Oh. So top priority. Top priority. Uh, Kane? I mean, I have two kids. I have kids. You have kids. A lot of people listening have kids. When they were babies... You, you got to feed them a couple times a day at least, right? Oh, yeah, minimum. The yeah. smaller even more often. Yeah. Um, yeah, waiting two weeks to feed a baby, that's not a... Dude. It's not a good thing. I mean, that's like Planned Parenthood level. Right. Of just saying. Planned Parenthood got real excited, started rubbing their hands together. What, baby's not eating for two weeks? Yes. True story. It's true, though. Ghouls, damned ghouls. That they are. What's gender affirming care? Have you heard this? I saw this story. It's a headline. Gender affirming care ban goes into effect in Alabama. You know what they're doing? What do you know what gender affirming care is? That's what they call interfering in the physical development of children to inject them with hormones or subject them to some unnecessary elective surgery for gender ideology experimentation. That's what gender affirming care is. In Alabama, 
they passed a ban on it. They criminalized. They, it's not gender affirming care. You're screwing up kids' bodies by messing with their development. For transgender non-binary minors. You could face up to a decade in prison if you mutilate the body of someone under the age of 19. Kay Ivey signed it into effect. Immediately, everybody started filing their lawsuits. It's not, everything is, the left likes to say everything that they want to do is health care. No, 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 this is health care. Abortion is health care. Uh-huh. Like I've, I mean, I've never been prescribed the dissolution of another human in an acid solution before but as like a way to cure a cold or anything of that nature I don't it's not healthcare I wrote about this in a piece yesterday if you get my newsletter I wrote about uh, Janet Yellen and her remarks I was on Jesse Waters last night to talk about that I mean, she literally said it's better to be dead than it is to be poor. And that's one of the lies that they say. I had a huge conversation with my, with my youngest son about this. So my youngest son wrote a paper for one of his classes, right? And he had to give a speech today. And it was on his hatred of postmodernism. <laughs> my younger son is, I don't know, man, in some ways he's got, like the, he's got the devotion of John the Baptist. He's got the wit of Paul. He's this very, he's, he's a very interesting cat. And um, he wrote this, it's a, supposed to be a short speech on how he hates postmodernism. And at one point, and it was funny, at one point we were having this conversation about, you know, feminism because he, I told him, I said, I think you need to a little, be a little bit more persuasive. I said, there's two schools of thought. You can just like walk out and be like, hey, what's up? You know, you dumb butts, and then drop the mic. I mean, you know, go about the speech like that. Or you could actually, you know, persuade them. Uh, be a little bit more persuasive. And I was telling him that one of the things that I hate most about postmodernism is this deterioration of female agency in so many ways. I said, look, since the beginning of the Garden of Eden, since the beginning of mankind, the devil's been trying to put a wedge between not just humans in God but woman in God since the very beginning and this continues today because you have women who are told by the postmodernist left that oh my gosh uh, you know the Christian faith has completely devalued you and depreciated you I'll have you remember that the first people that Jesus appeared to when he uh, was resurrected was to women he told women. He showed up to women first, which was amazing in an era when women had no agency. They no legal, no legally recognized anything. Jesus did more. God did more for women than the cottage industry of feminism has ever done. And I was telling him this. I'm like, this is what I hate. One of the things I hate most about postmodernism is because of this wedge that's being driven between continually women and God. Now we have an era where women are literally, women's sports in 10 years, if we keep on this track, is going to be over. We're already watching women lose spaces to men who are, who are appropriating the female sex. It's the erasure of women. And third wave completely celebrates it. Second wave set the stage to allow it. And I was telling him there's different, 
schools of thought in terms of feminism. I don't consider Susan B. Anthony would not recognize third wave. She would recognize second wave. There's a difference in can I just inherit the property that my husband and I built when he dies so I'm not homeless and can I vote? There's a difference between that and yes, men can have babies. There's a big difference, right? But I told him, I said, not only, I said, do, does this feminism devalue women, but they tell them that they're worthless. I'm like, let's go back to everything that the feminism has ever said about the Christian faith and about females is wrong. Go back to Proverbs 31 woman. Everyone talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, but so few people actually read the whole, the whole chapter. There was one point in there that I liked where it said that her husband was respected at the gates and she handled the land. She bought fields. She did transactions. She made hires. That woman worked. A Proverbs 31 woman didn't just stay in her home. She also worked as well. She kept busy. Her children were fed. Her home was secure. That's a big lie that the left loves to tell women that, oh, no, you're supposed to stay home and in the kitchen. They apparently... Ignore the story of Deborah, the judge, and I could go on and on. It's a huge lie. And I told my son, I said, you know, it's very, very timely in this day and age. I said, but so many women are, are being hoodwinked into advocating against their own self-interest. And that is one of the things that I hate. I hate it about postmodernism, and I hate it because it's destruction of the nuclear family. I hate it because it encourages not just women to devalue themselves, but men to devalue themselves and their role. You know, I mean, it, it, all of that. So that was a conversation that we had. I wrote a little bit about that. I may write a whole separate piece about it for the newsletter. But um, that's the, it's a, this whole idea of reframing abortion as a women's rights issue is a brilliant Machiavellian scheme that lures all these women into advocating against their own best interest under the guise of a right that progressive men use as a prop to dodge responsibility for the life they co-created. Well, you know, it's a woman's right. I can't. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So Bill Gates tests positive for coronavirus, even though he had like all the vax boosted everything all of that stuff it's weird because you would think that if he would had if he would have been vaccinated that he would not have contracted it because that's what vaccination suggests that it's imparting to you an immunity right you're getting an immunity out of it but a nonprofit watchdog speaking of um 
coronavirus, uncovered $350 million in royalties paid to Fauci and others at the National Institute of Health. As reported in the Epoch Times, $350 million in undisclosed royalties. Hundreds of its scientists ever at NIH, including their recently departed director, Dr. Francis Collins, and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, how much? I mean, they got a lot beginning from 2010. They got a lot of money. Good. I, I mean, for wow. That's why they stay in these positions so long. It's a money maker for them. So a startup electric vehicle maker said to be the next Tesla tanked again, down 87 percent. And it's hemorrhaging cash and investors. I actually think the front of them looks kind of cool. The uh, Rivian Automotive, but their stock plummeted to some lows. They were considered to be the next Tesla. They said that they're ramping up manufacturing, but they have a lot of supply chain challenges. And then there's inflationary pressures. It's a a California-based company. Maybe they should get the hell out of California. That would probably help a lot. Can you imagine trying to create a company of that magnitude during at this time? So coming up, a few things. We've got some woke for you and also Dr. Oz. I'm finding some really unsettling stuff about his anti-2A stance. We'll talk. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Case, would it be appropriate to perform irreversible sex change surgery on kids? Those decisions are made by that individual uh, in cons- consultation with physician and caregivers, and no decision would be made without having consulted appropriately. Uh, so wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You're you're talking about we're talking about kids, kids, like yeah. like minors that can't even go get their ears pierced, minors who can't be dependent. They they don't allow them to do nothing. Can't drink, don't drink, don't smoke. Yeah, I mean, you can't. <laughs> I'm not saying that like you should want to go and do that, but I'm just, you know, my point. They can't drive. Yeah, they're too, they're, they're too immature to drive. They can't vote, but they can definitely decide to cut off their jimmies. Or, you know, their chestal region. <laughs> I'm just saying, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you this Friday Junior, calling it that from now on, absolutely. And I, I'm just stunned. I was stunned at that. Uh, Kane, remind me, 
Xavier Becerra, who was Attorney General of California, and now for some ungodly reason, he's over at HHS. He's not a biologist, right? No, he's nothing close to that. Are nothing, we sure? Nothing in a scientific or medical background in his, uh, in in his history. Yeah. Okay. Children, they can decide if they want a sex change or not. They can do that. This is the guy, again, who's in charge of HHS. He was asked by this uh, Indiana Senator Mike Braun about the Biden administration's endorsement of what they call gender-affirming care. That means pumping kids full of hormones, puberty blockers, cosmetic surgeries. Cosmetic surgeries. Just so... You're, you're, this is what we're, we're doing to kids. Just, this is so awful. And that, yes, they can decide. But the thing, do you know what, what was missing from this whole conversation that they had? Where were the parents in all of it? You know, that, that audio soundbite that I think it was from earlier this week where it was Joe Biden who was saying, oh, you know, these are all our kids. I get what he was saying. But the thing is, is that that colloquialism means something different to us because it means something different to them. I mean, they really mean it, clearly, because they're the people who are arguing that that parents should not have any involvement or influence in the classroom, that, oh, this is the teacher's domain, but they don't realize that this is supposed to be, you know, like a partnership for the parents this is that's what it is it's a partnership you're supposed to be working with parents on this and and it's not supposed to be where you know you just you're just the 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 teachers get to run the show and it's the government that's in charge of all of it but sarah when he was talking to the senate was saying that oh the government needs to help people get life-affirming care you know what i consider life-affirming kane my gun my gun's life affirming. My gun affirms my life. Leave my life affirming care alone. That's what I'm going with from now on. I'm just thinking about this. It's true though. I I just uh, this is what they're this is what they're going for. This is what they're pushing. I wanted to share you this thing because this is one of the things that parents have been, you know, in towns all across America. They've been promoting uh, they're they're well actually promoting parental sovereignty while also taking to task all these school boards that have been able to run roughshod over parents this whole time. So Keller, Texas, this is a suburb of Fort Worth, beautiful area. You know, it's not a wild and crazy place. It's beautiful, quiet, great area for families down the road from us. And. They're having their early voting. Like a lot of people have had early voting. Uh, we just wrapped up early voting. People are having their early voting. They have their polling place right outside of their uh, town hall in Keller. And there were some women. One of them provided me this video. There were some women that were there. And you know how outside of a polling place you'll see people with their signs and that's just like standard outside. They they have to be, <clears throat> excuse me, X, you know, so many feet away so that they don't vi- violate electioneering laws. 
And they would just hold a candidate sign or whatever. And there are a lot of these municipal elections. You have people running for school board. You have people running for different positions. And they have some school board seats that are coming up. Now, Keller, if you'll remember, made national news because one of the parents found in the school library that genderqueer book. It's called Genderqueer. And it has graphic full-page images, cartoon images, of people giving blowjobs and all kinds of stuff in it. I'm not even going to talk about some of the other stuff. I just don't see why school kids, especially when they're behind anyway after lockdown, and they were even behind, you could argue, before that. They have so much to deal with. That has nothing to do with it. You're talking about presenting to them political sexual theories. That's nothing that, that's not what teachers, that's not what they're there for. Not in elementary, junior high, and high school. And so this coupled with the CRT battle that has been raging since last summer. Parents have been very involved. And they've been showing up like the left had never seen before at a municipal election. So outside of this town hall, and this was the day before yesterday, I believe. There were some women that they were standing there with their signs and just, you know, to encourage people to, you know, that as people could, you know, go in across the street, they could see these signs. And there was a male who was holding a toddler. And the video starts midway through the event. Now, what I was told is that this male was saying some pretty nasty stuff to the group of women there before they started recording, which is why they started recording him. And he has his toddler, and he tells, which I'm assuming is his child, that the women there, quote, hate her. Clearly, he is not an anti-CRT guy. Listen. That, that poor child. Move on. Am I live? Huh? Am I live? No, you're not live. I'm just oh. recording you. Bye, guys. These people lie by. These people hate I don't yeah, hate her. How could you even say that? And they get people of color and they get Jane. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Telling in front of these women that these people hate you. And they hate people of color, and they hate gay people. He's telling his daughter, which I assume it's his daughter, telling her this. Which, you know, I was watching, and this video was provided exclusively to me by a Keller mother. So who pulls stunts like this at all with their kid present? Who pulls stunts like this, period? Who does it with their presumed child? Now, a number of parents... When I first uh, posted this, immediately they were messaging and then emailing through the site and they were saying that the man in the video is a man named Brandon Whitehead. They were, this is what the parents were telling me and I wanted to, I was looking it up. And the partner of a woman named Lindsay Fagan, F-A-G-A-N, a Democrat candidate for Tarrant County Clerk. Now, we reached out to a Brandon Whitehead from Keller on Facebook that looked in his pictures just like the guy in the video and had pictures 
with Lindsey Fagan. And after I looked at his Facebook page, because they all everybody locks their pages down, we reached out to him and he never responded because I wanted to know if he would respond to the video and confirm or deny because if this is the same Brandon Whitehead that looks just like the Brandon Whitehead in Lindsey Fagan's pictures, and that was Lindsey Fagan in the pictures apparently with this guy, then I'm really concerned about having anybody like this around some, I I don't want a candidate like this that's going to be looking at, you know, important documents and records that are pretty sensitive related to people who live in the county I live in, Tarrant County. Now, Fagan previously ran to represent Texas's 20th state, 26th state district. And I went and looked up all the public FEC filings and listed as treasurer for her campaign on the publicly available FEC filings is Brandon Whitehead. And apparently, according to records, and it was twice in 2019, once in July and once in October, they had failed to file properly on time. Uh, But as I said, publicly visible photographs on a Facebook page for a Brandon Whitehead from Keller show a man identical to the man in the video. uh, And numerous photos with Fagan. And I so we reached out through a, a, a public email provided on his Facebook page. And asked to confirm whether or not he was in the Facebook profile or locked down and he never responded. But right after we had reached out, he locked that that Brandon Whitehead on Facebook, locked that Facebook page down. So it seems like Kane Occam's razor here. Hmm. But I I who does something like that? I don't want anyone I don't and I would imagine. First off. I would imagine that if that's his child and the mother's Lindsay Fagan, I would imagine that Fagan doesn't have a problem with this. I mean, I've just seen some of the stuff that both of them have out on social media and does seem like there's a problem. She's the type of person that's like, I'm going to post this Daenerys Targaryen image. Look how mad I am today. I'm just like those people. You know what I mean? So I just know that I would not tolerate there's no way and my husband knows this and he wouldn't do it it'd be vice versa there's no way either of us would tolerate this kind of behavior with our kids around there's no way there's no way we would tolerate that kind of behavior anyway and for him to do this these people have more hate than sense to do something like this on camera knowing that you can never stay hidden when you do it on camera dude it's done and to think that it's not going to get out the left made it all this stuff in Tarrant County start getting out because the left decided to target Tarrant County heinously. So apparently, I guess he doesn't feel bad about it. I'm going to re- I think we should reach out to Lindsey Fagan. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment across the country. Your constitutional rights are under constant attack and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100 percent U.S. based customer support 
support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, oh. a sex strike, a strike helped, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. And the woman who, charged, who started it was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, there was a stable government. Okay, so we have more power than we think we have. And some of it could be right in the bedroom. Oh, my gosh. I'm really... Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash. It's Joy Behar from The View. Kane, I'm really being tested with this audio here because I just, I just want to say that, the, that I don't know if you've seen some of the people that are out there protesting or maybe they're all in Austin. There's some heifers out there, man, that I, if, if they, if they are saying that they're going to go on a sex strike, isn't that just basically a, a favor to humanity because all the people who were saying that I don't think ever had to worry about getting it in the first place you wanted this audio you were the one who said oh my gosh how about audio soundbite 11 you were the one who said this now he's over there dying he, he does this he look, sets it up and then he acts like he's aggrieved look things can be newsworthy and cringe at the same time I mean, just saying, do you want to hear Joy Behar talk about doing it? No, no one does. Of course not. If she, if she like is engaging in a strike, America thanks you. It's, it's tiny, tiny bit. Encourage comedy. the, uh, the other heifers out there who are sitting <laughs> out, out there screaming all jiggly poofed out about their body, their choice. Okay. Her audio was the a gym's tiny, your choice too. tiny bit comedy and mostly cringe. That's I, all. I'm just, that's all I'm doing. Just reacting to that. I just, I think I like serious genuine conversations about it i can't be a serious person when i see some of this stuff out there. but i mean like i saw like some chick i'm not kidding you i i multiple chicks some of the photos i've seen from some of the protests i'm like i don't think you ever have to worry about having to deal with this situation because it looks like you're you know virgin for life go you you know i mean nobody's gonna be jumping on that landmine what I'm saying the stuff that dudes can't say because I can say it and it's true. And they know it's true. That's the fun part. I'm not, you're all thinking it. I'm saying it. It's all right. It's all right. That's how this works. I'm not wrong. It's not incorrect. You may dislike it, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. <sighs> Ronald McDonald looking people. Anyway, we got, we, <laughs> I have a whole other second hour to make Kane die uh, and, and Steve laugh. And Juan over there shake his head. It's, I see. It's all you. You did this. Welcome back to the program, DanaLash.com. Go and subscribe to that newsletter over at Substack. And, of course, you can watch the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio, nationally syndicated radio show. Coast to coast, you can watch it on the first. YouTube, it's up at Facebook. It's everywhere. So, for the first time, one of the things that we did is a good friend of mine was in town. He's going to be speaking. And he's like, hey, 
let's I'd like to come in studio. Let's work. So I've never had anybody because you guys know I broadcast out of my house. Tim Kennedy's like now he's like one of the only people that knows where I live. He's in studio with me now. You guys know him. UFC fighter, Ranger, Special Forces. He's been everywhere and he's got a new book out, Scars and Stripes, that is coming out June 7th. June 7th. I was like, I know it's big. It's like the first week of June. So June 7th, pre-order it. And I would highly suggest that when you do go pre-order it, do it from like Books A Million or Barnes and Noble or the publisher because they, New York, for like bestseller list, they won't count like Costco, Walmart or Amazon, especially because you're dirty, dirty conservative. Yeah, especially for that. Welcome. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. I love your studio. This is gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, it does the job. It does the job. I feel so at home. I'm like about 18 inches from a, a wall of, of weapons and this yeah. brings me joy. Oh, I know. See, yeah. And you blend in so well We because uh, you're in camo so we can yeah. only see like the top of your head. You can yeah. only see that. Just a floating blue head. Yeah, yeah. What did you expect when you walked in here? What did you think you were going to... I assume a proper studio and, and it looks fantastic. It's gorgeous. I mean, I... He I, called I, us a proper studio. It feels Kate. like it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need a monocle and a bow tie, you know? Yeah, there Just you go. be a real talking head, a so, floating talking head. And you're in Dallas because you you're speaking yep. later today. You got an event coming up. Mm-hmm. So you're, in da- you're only in Dallas for a short time now. Yeah, I'll you, fly home or I'll drive home tonight. And you were telling me because you're in and around the Austin area that you were flipping some seats in Austin. No, we wanted to. Oh, you wanted to. Did not happen. But it came close though, right? No. No, not even close. Nope. You got to seed that ground. Well, yep. you tried though. That's the good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, it was three three friends, three veteran friends that were running for office, and 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 I cared more about like you know veterans veterans being in in office, and right. they uh, they they got stomped. Oh, but I love that they stood up though, and that they tried. They did. They what did. what is it with like progressives all moving down to where you are? <sighs> they. When you make a place that you live so unlivable, then you have to move. Like a virus will destroy the host, but that host, um, once it starts dying, it has to move on to something else. So like the, that parasitical approach to, I mean, it, socialism and communism destroys everything that it yeah. goes to. Yeah. And uh, People it, realize it too late, sadly. Too late. Have you thought about putting up like signs directing everybody up to like Oklahoma? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> they come into Austin. No, they all go to Austin, though. All so of them do. I want, I want to talk about your book, but I have yeah. one question. This is going to be a weird, okay. a weird topic, because, but I'm fascinated by it. UFO hearings. Yeah. The first time in like 60 years. So I'm of two minds about this. Okay, so you know a lot. Of, you know a lot of things that a lot of people don't know because of what you do. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. So. I'm looking at it like this. Either there's a big, like, cloaked Klingon spacecraft somewhere out just out of the ranges of Earth's orbit, and, you know, they're just, like, prepping us and getting us ready. Or it's just a distraction from the fact that we can't get baby formula. Gas is ridiculous. <laughs> it's hyperinflation. And the fact that it's that people are so desperate they have to go to UFOs. Yeah. Can it not be both? I mean, it can be. Yeah, because, like, there's be definitely no baby formula yeah, on, on anything. Some. Yeah, and uh, but we we have some wild aircrafts that you know within Department of Defense and foreign governments that are using a UFO is just unidentified foreign object yeah. flying through the air, right? So that could be anything that we don't know what it is. Um, and uh, have you just, ever seen anything? I, I've seen wild things. <gasps> yeah, in, really. Yeah, I mean, even like whoa, Southwest Texas what? near Bar- Big Bend and Marathon, like you'll be out there and the, and there's. Sh- tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of acres of training area down there that are for the government, you know, and like something will go flying by. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. I have no clue. And, uh, 
you know, they drop bombs out there. It's, it's, it's wild. Actually, the, the, the show Mosquito Coast um, talked about that training area because a bunch of, uh, they were trying to smuggle people yeah. through that area. And uh, it's all Air Force owned demo training lanes, yeah. hundreds of thousands of acres that they use for all sorts of aircraft. Who knows what they have? You've done a lot of television. Have you ever thought about maybe this might be Tim Kennedy's next program ufo yeah. research yeah i mean as long as something tries to capture find me, the aliens it's you yeah I, I nearly found hitler so i'm saying right yeah, my, my i mean give it a know, that's you know hitler that was what found him easy yeah. now it's aliens that would be wild I'm, just, I'm totally in for it but i love that but to your to the thing that you said that i, I want to make sure that didn't fly by you're like i've seen some wild stuff like government secretive government wild stuff yeah or, like i mean that's I, alien uh how do you know the difference that's a like, great question. Like there's not I like, don't know. There's not like one of those egg-shaped things with those long eyes printed on the side of it. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of it being like, I am a f I am from Mars, how do you know? Yeah. And I'm a cynic, so I would need one of them to actually come up to me and be like, no, like a little for green real, dude. I'm, a, I'm an actual alien, yeah. like for real. Like, I am totally doubting Thomas. Like, for real, I'm an alien. I would, I would love it, but I don't know. You've seen wild stuff. Okay, so this we've had, and I, and I have like, the the situation with the economy and then with the ufo hearings this, and i told everybody that today they started today first time in 60 years uh but they and it's the it's a house hearing so i all one other question then we're gonna i want to segue into ukraine is there something about like you know nuclear powered battleships or something because one of the things that i've read consistently is that it all stuff always appears around nuclear stuff like whether it's like a nuclear ship or where like tests were being done or something like that. So in, in time there, the way that fleets work, when you have uh, a vessel like that, they're not by themselves, right? There's lots of things, uh, satellites are over them. So you have more eyes, you have more cameras, you have more radar, you have more visibility. So it's not like something's happening around that nuclear submarine. It's just that there's more eyes and um, signal devices that can track what's happening around there. That's so, actually a really good explainer because yeah. I thought maybe it's just the nuclear material. Yeah, they're just that's... like naturally gravitating <laughs> towards the nuclear <laughs> sub. Possibly. Right. But what we do know is like wherever that is, there's satellites that are watching where mm. that thing is, right? There's tons of tracking of that nuclear submarine. There's tons of other vessels that move around it that have radar capabilities and, I mean, si signal. Um, yeah. Sing it that yeah. signal intelligence that you have a lot of eyes, so you're able to see everything more than you would around. So that kind of makes sense that there would be more yeah. reports of this. Yeah, flying uh, fish is a yeah. little too big, and they're like, what was that? Yeah, we're oh, talking to our friend Tim Kennedy, UFC fighter, television host, ranger, sniper, unapologetically American. He's got his new book, Scars and Stripes, which we're going to talk about. Uh, you were there in Afghanistan, you were there in Kabul, Oof. you were there at the airport helping mm. to evacuate people. It was an absolute mess, people were left behind. Yeah. Um, and you did a lot to make sure that, cause I know every, people were taken to like a third party area and then there was a lot of vetting going on before people who are, who are allies and assets to, you know, our soldiers helping to provide them with intelligence and also saving their lives. Yep. Um, it, it, from that to now we're going to be apparently sending people to Somalia. My question is this. If Democrats did not think that Afghanistan was worth American blood, then why do they think Somalia is? I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a host nation that has historically, and I'm talking like decades, had failed policies. Like, you look no further than Somalia. And uh, like clan warlords been ruling everything, you know, obviously Bill Clinton with uh, Black Hawk mm, Down. Yeah. You know, like 
a bunch of heroes went in to find a bad guy mm. and ultimately because of politics were nearly left to die you know, like with the most elite special operations units on the planet in there. Thank God it was them. If it was anyone else, everyone on the ground would have died. Two of my personal heroes, Shugart and Gordon, uh, received the Medal of Honor uh, during that during that uh, gunfight. And some of my, like I'll, I'll call them mentors from that era mm. in uh, special operations uh, that I work with often, you know, like the, the Jim Smith and the Kyle Lambs, you know, like that's their generation of that Battle of Mogadishu. But here, you know, here we are. Obviously, the the withdrawal—I don't know if that right word—the failed removal of Americans out of Afghanistan crumbled and allowed the Taliban, you know, a vacuum to exist, so the Taliban could effortlessly just walk through every one of our military bases, you know, take our PVS 31s and you know our MRAPs and our helicopters. Like they just walked and took everything, and um, ultimately we end up on one Air Force base, Hkaya and uh, trying to get the remaining. Which is crazy because you had, there was a whole other military installation. Two, two huge ones. Outside of Kabul. And then you go, you, you go from a place that's secure and then you take that and you go basically into urban warfare. Yeah, if, if, we, if we kept Bagram and Kandahar, you know, we would, have, we, we would have been able to set our timeline. We would have had all of our military uh, flexibility, right. maneuverability and control over like two built up AOBs. Instead, we fall back to a civilian airport, and uh, and you know we saw how that ended with planes taking off and Afghanistan. Disastrous, disastrous. Yeah, it, was, it was horrific. So this the situation in Somalia, and that just came out yesterday. That headline uh, because the the threat of Islamic terrorism in the form of Al Shabaab this time. It's always the same devil, different name. Mm-hmm. Al Shabaab. There there originally was a fighting force that was doing a really good job at pushing them back. I mean, why not just like send. Like, you know, a couple of, you know, Tim Kennedy clones to train these dudes, make sure they're armed, and then they can they can keep doing what they're doing and hold their own ground. Yeah, that, that nation building, uh, you know, we, we have tried to do that t- for 20 years in Afghanistan, right? Where yeah. you send Green Berets in and, and you work with like-minded, freedom-loving um, people of Afghanistan. Before we take their air support away. Yeah, <laughs> and... Uh, and Doing that in in a Somalia, like there are friends now, they'll be our enemies later. You know, mm-hmm. we trained Bin Laden. You know, yeah, he was one of the men that special operations went and trained. Like if you could go around, I'm not. I really believe in what we do. I believe in you know, the oppressed liber, liberators of the oppressed. But, but thinking that it's necessary and also supporting it are two different things. Yeah, and, and, and strategically knowing when and, and who to do that with. Yeah, you know, like we can't just like arbitrarily pick this this uh, current warlord is in favor of us and yeah. like that warlord wants more power so currently it'll work out great for him because he'll be elevated his men will be trained and then he too you know absolute power corrupts yeah. you absolutely then he will become powerful there's, there's no reason for us to be there is there in somalia i don't, I don't know what resources that are i, I mean I've, i don't know what interests are being threatened we for 20 years we have not had a 9 11. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people will look at afghanistan and it be a failed uh war campaign but the 9-11 didn't happen again, right? We kept them on their heels, we kept them moving back, and we kept them trying to fight us over there instead of planes smashed into our buildings here. It's yeah. so like, you know, cost versus gain, I don't know in an asset liability, a P&L sheet, how you're gonna measure 
did we do more good than what would have happened? Right. And these are all what ifs. Exactly. Do you want to stick around for another segment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're going to talk about Tim's book, Scars and Stripes, which is out June 7th. It has it right here on the advanced copy. And I'm like, is that the first week of June? Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk to Kim, Tim Kennedy coming up. So stick with us. We got a quick break. And then uh, we're coming, we're, we'll be back afterwards. Our partner for this portion of our program is our awesome friends over at Super Beats. Look, this is a Texas born and based company. And a lot of people are like, I hate beets. They taste so bad. I'm a valedictorian of hating them but here's the thing you're like how are you telling me this and you're selling me this product uh because it tastes like candy and dana loves candy and it's healthy it's heart healthy energy and you get a lot of i mean it's a really good heart healthy energy in a time when you shouldn't be just like chugging all kinds of uh, you know, caffeine and highly caloric, quote unquote, energy drinks. That's not good for anybody. So the cool thing with the Super Beats Heart Shoes uh, is that they eliminate the need for all that stuff. No crash, none of the processed anything, no artificial anything as well. It tastes great. And the grapeseed extract that's incorporated with it. I mean, they got Nobel laureate people working on this stuff. I'm not kidding. Uh, it's twice as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So make sure you check it out. They have a great offer, 45% off plus free shipping danasbeats.com best offer anywhere only at danasbeats.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech so apparently avoiding social media just for one week significantly boosts your well-being and cuts depression it's a new study coming out of the uk saying that it actually helps people's well-being lowers their levels of anxiety and depression yes because uh, it's miserable. Uh, the team from University of Bath found that social media users, they people spend up to sometimes nine hours on their favorite platforms in a single week. Who does this? Who are these people? Who is doing this? They said when you detox it, um, that, I mean, obviously, it's hard to stay offline, but it's, 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 especially when your work kind of makes you have to be on it, but it's super healthy to do so. I can't believe that that's a study. Uh, there's a U.S. pilot shortage, and then now it's forcing airlines to cut flights, and they're scrambling for solutions. A severe, it's described as a severe pilot shortage. The pandemic exacerbated it. It slowed down hiring, training, uh, created a wave of early retirements. A friend of mine uh, has a parent who's a pilot, and they were saying that during lockdown, they pilots weren't need. The other thing is not so much like training, but the pilots that they already had were not able to have so many X hours you know, so many hours per month that they're supposed to have to fly. Um, and otherwise they're grounded. And that that's, uh, it's an ongoing process. And that really played into it as well. See, lockdown affected absolutely everything. There's a giant sinkhole in China and it has its own forest. That's kind of neat. Except no one's going to see it because it's in the communist country of China. And they hate everybody. So they said it's apparently deep enough at 600, 630 feet to just swallow the gateway arch. Has its own little force and everything. Giant sea coal. This is the most important study that we have ever seen ever. Eating chocolate slashes your risk of dying young by 12%. This is the most important study that has ever been done. Guys, fans who eat the equivalent of two dairy milk bars, looking at you, Juan. Two dairy milk bars, milk chocolate. You're probably going to live longer. Just saying. No, I know, right? Because everyone's like, oh, but dark chocolate, dark chocolate. They said that now I don't know what this is. And I this feels like a made up word. But scientists say compounds in cocoa known as flavonoids. Looking at Kane for reaction. Have you heard of that? Flavonoids boost the health of blood vessels. 
And they say that they can lower bad cholesterol and blood pressure. And apparently devotees tend to be slimmer and more active. Well, I always felt slimmer when I ate just a, you know, butt ton of chocolate. I always felt slimmer. So Juan and Steve, if you guys don't want to die young, eat chocolate. Abolish fun size. You know, whoever can make me that promise also, I will consider support, political support. Just saying. That's like, that is the most important study that I've ever shared with you on this program. Ever. Welcome back to the program, DanaLash.com. Go and subscribe to that newsletter over at Substack. And of course, you can watch the simulcast of the nationally nationally syndicated radio show. Coast to coast, you can watch it on the first. YouTube, it's up at Facebook, it's everywhere. So for the first time, one of the things that we did is a good friend of mine was in town. He's going to be speaking. And he's like, hey. Let's, I'd like to come in studio. Let's work. This. So I've never had anybody because you guys know I broadcast out of my house. Tim Kennedy's like now he's like one of the only people that knows where I live. He's in studio with me now. You guys know him. UFC fighter, Ranger, Special Forces. He's been everywhere and he's got a new book out, Scars and Stripes, that is coming out. June 7th. June 7th. Yeah. I was like, I know it's big. It's like the first week of June. Right. So June 7th, pre-order it. And I would highly suggest that when you do go pre-order it, do it from like, Books a Million or Barnes and Noble or the publisher because they New York for like bestseller list they won't count like Costco, Walmart or Amazon no. especially because you're dirty, dirty conservative. Yeah, especially for that. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the yeah. studio. Thank you so much for having me. I of love course. your studio. This is gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, yeah. it does the job. It yeah. does the job. I feel so at home. I'm like about 18 inches from a, a wall of of weapons, and this yeah. brings me joy. Oh, I know. See, yeah. And you blend in so well. We because uh, you're in camo, so we can yeah. only see like the top of your head. You can yeah. only see that. Just a floating blue head. Yeah, yeah. What did you expect when you walked in here? What did you think you were gonna? I assume a proper studio, and, and it looks fantastic. It's gorgeous. I mean, I, he I've, called us a proper studio. It feels okay? like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I need a monocle and a bow tie, you know. Yeah, there just you go. be a real talking head, a so, floating talking head. And you're in Dallas because you got you're speaking. Yep. Later today, you got an event coming up. Mm-hmm. So you're in Dallas. You're only in Dallas for a short time now. Yeah, and I'll you, fly home or I'll drive home tonight. And you were telling me because you're in and around the Austin area that you were flipping some seats in Austin. No, we wanted to. Oh, you wanted to. Did not happen. But it came close though, right? No. No, not even close. Nope. You got to seed that ground. Well, yep. you tried though. That's the good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, it was three three friends, three veteran friends that were running for office, and 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 I cared more about like you know veterans veterans being in in office, and right. they uh they they got stomped. Oh, but I love that they stood up though, and that they tried. They did. They what did. what is it with like progressives all moving down to where you are? <sighs> they. When you make a place that you live so unlivable, then you have to move. Like a virus will destroy the host, but that host, um, once it starts dying, it has to move on to something else. So the, that parasitical approach to, I mean, it, socialism and communism destroys everything that it yeah. goes to. Yeah. And uh, People it, realize it too late, sadly. Too late. Have you thought about putting up like signs directing everybody up to like Oklahoma? Right. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> they come but, into Austin. No, they all go to Austin though. All so of them do. I want, I want to talk about your book, but I have okay. one question. This is going to be a weird, okay. a weird topic, but, but I'm fascinated by it. UFO hearings. Yeah. The first time in like 60 years. So I'm of two minds about this. Okay. So you know a lot, of, you know a lot of things that a lot of people don't know because of what you do. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. So. I'm looking at it like this. Either there's a big like cloaked Klingon spacecraft somewhere out just out of the ranges of Earth's orbit. And, you know, they're just like prepping us and getting us ready. Or 
it's just a distraction from the fact that we can't get baby formula. Gas is ridiculous. <laughs> it's hyperinflation. And the fact that it's that people are so desperate they have to go to UFOs. Yeah. Can it not be both? I mean, it can be. Yeah, because like, there's be definitely no baby formula yeah, on, on anything. Some. Yeah. And, uh, but we, we have some wild aircrafts that, you know, within Department of Defense and foreign governments that are using a UFO is just unidentified foreign object yeah. flying through the air, right? So that could be anything that we don't know what it is. Um, and, uh, have just, you ever seen anything? I, I've seen wild things. <gasps> yeah, in, really? Yeah, I mean, even like Whoa, Southwest Texas what? near Bar like Big Bend and Marathon, like you'll be out there and, th and there's sh tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of acres of training area down there that are for the government. You know, and like something will go flying by and I was like, I have no idea what that is. I have no clue. And, uh, you know, they drop bombs out there. It's, it's, it's wild. Actually, the, the, the show Mosquito Coast um, talked about that training area because a bunch of, uh, they were trying to smuggle people yeah. through that area. And uh, it's all Air Force owned demo training lanes. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of acres that they use for all sorts of aircraft. Who knows what they have? You've done a lot of television. Have you ever thought about maybe this might be Tim Kennedy's next program? UFO yeah. research. Yeah. I mean, as long as something tries to capture me. If anybody can find me, the aliens, it's you. Yeah, I, I nearly found Hitler. So I'm saying, right? Yeah, might, might I mean, well give it you know, a whirl. that's you know, Hitler. That was what found him easy. Yeah. Now it's aliens. That would be wild. I'm, just, I'm totally in for it. But I love that. But to your to the thing that you said that I, I want to make sure that didn't fly by. You're like I've seen some wild stuff, like government, secretive government, wild stuff. Yeah, or like I mean, that's I, alien. Uh, how do you know the difference? That's a like, great question. Like, there's not I like, don't know. There's not like one of those egg-shaped things with those long eyes printed on the side of it yeah so i mean outside of it being like i am a i'm from mars how do you know yeah and i'm a cynic so i would need one of them to actually come up to me and be like, like no, a little for green real, dude I'm, on, I'm an actual alien yeah. like for real like i am totally doubting thomas like for real i'm an alien i would i would love it but i don't know you've seen wild stuff okay so this we've had and i, and I have like the the situation with the economy and then with the UFO hearings this is, and I told everybody that today they started today first time in 60 years uh, but they and it's the it's a house hearing so I all one other question then we're gonna, I want to segue into Ukraine is there something about like you know nuclear powered battleships or something because one of the things that I've read consistently is that it all stuff always appears around nuclear stuff like whether it's like a nuclear ship or where like tests were being done or something like that. So anytime they're, the way that fleets work, when you have a, a vessel like that, they're not by themselves, right? There's lots of things, uh, satellites are over them. So you have more eyes, you have more cameras, you have more radar, you have more visibility. So it's not like something's happening around that nuclear submarine. It's just that there's more eyes and um, signal devices that can track what's happening around there. That's so, actually a really good explainer. Cause yeah. I thought maybe it's just the nuclear material. Yeah, they're just like naturally <laughs> gravitating towards the nuclear <laughs> sub, possibly. Right. But what we do know is like wherever that is, there's satellites that are watching where mm. that thing is, right? There's tons of tracking of that nuclear submarine. There's tons of other vessels that move around it that have radar capabilities and I mean, si signal, um, yeah. Sing it that yeah. signal intelligence that you have a lot of eyes. So you're able to see everything more than you would around. So that kind of makes sense that there would be more yeah. reports of this. Yeah. Flying uh, fish is a yeah. little too big. And they're like, what was that? Yeah. We're oh, talking to our friend, Tim Kennedy, UFC fighter, television host, Ranger sniper, unapologetically American. He's got his new book, Scars and Stripes, which we're going to talk about. Uh, you were there in Afghanistan. You were there in Kabul. Oof. You were there at the airport helping Oof. to evacuate people. It was an absolute mess. People were left behind. 
Um, and you did a lot to make sure that, because I know every, people were taken to like a third party area and then there was a lot of vetting going on before people who are, who are allies and assets to, you know, our soldiers helping to provide them with intelligence and also saving their lives. Yep. Um, from that to now we're going to be apparently sending people to Somalia. My question is this. If Democrats did not think that Afghanistan was worth American blood, then why do they think Somalia is? I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a host nation that has historically, and I'm talking like decades, had failed policies. Like, you look no further than Somalia. And uh, like clan warlords been ruling everything, you know, obviously Bill Clinton with uh, Black Hawk mm, Down. Yeah. You know, like a bunch of heroes went in to find a bad guy mm. and ultimately because of politics were nearly left to die you know like with the most elite special operations units on the planet in there thank god it was them if it was anyone else everyone on the ground would have died two of my personal heroes shugart and gordon uh, received the medal of honor uh, during that during that uh gunfight and some of my like i'll, I'll call them mentors from that era mm. in uh, special operations uh that i work with often you know, like the, the Jim Smith and the Kyle Lambs, you know, like that's their generation of that battle of Mogadishu. But here, you know, here we are, obviously the, the withdrawal, I don't know if that right word, the failed removal of Americans out of Afghanistan crumbled and allowed the Taliban, you know, a vacuum to exist. So the Taliban could effortlessly just walk through every one of our military bases, you know, take our PVS 31s and, you know, our MRAPs and our helicopters. Like they just walked and took everything. And um, ultimately, we end up on one Air Force base, Hkaya, and uh, trying to get the remaining. Which is crazy because you <sighs> had there was a whole other military installation. Two, two huge ones outside of Kabul, and then you go you you go from a place that's secure, and then you take that and you go basically into urban warfare. Yeah, if, if we if we kept Bagram and Kandahar, you know, we would have. We, we would have been able to set our timeline. We would have had all of our military uh, flexibility, right. maneuverability, and control over like two built-up AOBs. Instead, we fall back to a civilian airport. And, uh, and we, you know, we saw how that ended with planes taking off and Afghanistan. Disastrous. Yeah, Disastrous. It, was, it was horrific. So this, this situation in Somalia, and that just came out yesterday, that headline, uh, because the, the threat of Islamic terrorism in the form of al-Shabaab this time, it's always the same devil, different name. Mm -hmm. Al-Shabaab, there originally was a fighting force that was doing a really good job at pushing them back. I mean, why not just like send... Like, you know, a couple of, you know, Tim Kennedy clones to train these dudes, make sure they're armed, and then they can they can keep doing what they're doing and hold their own ground. Yeah, that, that nation building, uh, you know, we, we have tried to do that t for 20 years in Afghanistan, right? Where yeah. you send Green Berets in and, and you work with like-minded, freedom-loving um, people of Afghanistan. Before we take their air support away. Yeah, <laughs> and... Uh, and Doing that in in a Somalia, like there are friends now. They'll be our enemies later. You know, mm -hmm. we trained Bin Laden. You know, like yeah, he was one of the men that special operations went and trained. Like if you could go around, I'm not. I really believe in what we do. I believe in you know, the oppressed liber liberators of the oppressed. But, but thinking that it's necessary and also supporting it are two different things. Yeah, and, and strategically knowing when and, and who to do that with. Yeah, you know, like we can't just like arbitrarily pick this this uh, current warlord is in favor of us and yeah. like that warlord wants more power so currently it'll work out great for him because he'll be elevated his men will be trained and then he too you know absolute power corrupts yeah. you absolutely then he will become powerful there's, there's no reason for us to be there is there in somalia i don't, I don't know what resources that are i, I mean I'm, i don't know what interests are being threatened we for 20 years we have not had a 9-11 
Yeah. You know, a lot of people will look at Afghanistan and it be a failed uh, war campaign, but 9-11 didn't happen again, right? We kept them on their heels, we kept them moving back, and we kept them trying to fight us over there instead of planes smashed into our buildings here. Yeah. So like, you know, cost versus gain, I don't know, in an asset liability, a P&L sheet, how you're gonna measure, did we do more good than what would have happened? Right. And these are all what ifs. Exactly, do you wanna stick around for another segment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're gonna talk about Tim's book, Scars and Stripes, which is out June 7th, it has it right here on the advanced copy, and I'm like, is that the first week of June? It's right there. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna Talk to Kim, Tim Kennedy coming up. So stick with us. We got a quick break. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with my friend Tim Kennedy in studio and his new book out June 7th, Scars and Stripes, which you should be going to purchase because he's going to talk about all the shenanigans and a lot more in this book. And we're going to talk about, I want to get your, we were talking about UFOs and I'm trying to get him to do a television show where he finds aliens like he did Hitler. But I got to ask you about Ukraine. Yeah. One of, I, I really feel all of the all of these years they were propping up vladimir putin like all shirtless riding around on horses in the siberian forest he saved a bunch of journalists reportedly from yeah. a puma yeah. and then he went diving in the black sea and he came up with treasures that were just shiny and clean they just you know just magic they really tried to make him out to be like this military strategist you know he's martial arts expert he can do he plays hockey who knew and then we saw the invasion into Ukraine and their tanks were, were blowing, getting blowed up. There was, it was hysterical because there's this uh, David Attenborough like parody video where they say, you know, the Russian tanks go and they live out the rest of their lives in the fields of Ukraine. It was a disaster. It yeah. seems like one of the worst military special exercises I've ever seen. What are your thoughts on this? When you have Ukrainian farmers that are effortlessly going and capturing Russian tanks, if you, mm -hmm. if you, if you, if you want a wild... The farmers are. The fi hardcore, Ukraine man. farmers. And uh, they just hook up and they tow away these, <laughs> these gigantic tanks. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like... Russian farmers, 82 Russians, two. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the destruction by Russian farmers. And when you're getting your, your butt bite beat by Russian farmers or by Ukrainian farmers, maybe you need to revisit your invasion plan. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, scene from Zack Snyder's 300 where you had the Spartans and they were meeting the Athenians. <laughs> and he and, and Leonidas was like, Spartans, what do you do? And they're like, we're warriors. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guys are like, well, we're painters. Yeah. And, you know, all this other stuff. <laughs> Because they're used to this. Like they fought, they like come out of the womb throwing punches. Yep. I mean, even the, 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 the tank commander winner of the biggest tank competition in Russia was mobilized to be part of the invasion. And he was, and he died. He died, like this Russian tank commander and the winner of the whole entire tank games in Russia goes over. And, you know, and it's really hard to discern what's truth what's yeah, fact and there's fiction a lot of, there's propaganda on both sides oh for my sure. goodness and, and that propaganda i mean even on you know like on our instagrams you see these hundreds of bots you know those are russian and chinese bots that oh, are yeah. totally strategically targeting us and that uh that's flattering that is, isn't it it kind of is <laughs> but also infuriating yeah because i want to have conversations right. and they're they're removing our ability exactly. to have that civil discourse but uh like the fact of never knowing what's fact or fiction over there it's it's wild 
incredibly wild and how does this end because it seems like this is going to go on for quite a long time the longer it goes it's worse for russia right yeah yeah i mean anytime that you know you're moving from an invasion into a resistance phase so unconventional warfare you look at our initial invasion to into iraq right and how like the shock and awe and how powerful that was right but then a decade later we're like still getting blown up and we're never fully settling. We go and kill Zarqawi, but then five new leaders come into his place. And then Iran starts pumping in money. And then Russia's pumping in money into Iran. Iran's punching, pushing in money into Afghanistan and Iraq. So then you're in like this never ending war. That's a proxy yeah. war with kind of other yeah, leaders. It's a mess. Talking with our friend Tim Kennedy, UFC sniper, ranger, television host, author. Scars and Stripes. Tell me about this book because this you go into some detail here. You yeah. did some stuff as a kid. Yeah. You did some things. I did some things. There's a lot yeah. of living for sure. Yeah. As I, I like stumble out this door, busted and broken. The um, a, a, it's a, like a the lot dangerous of, book for boys grown up. Yeah. That's kind of what it's every like. Every mistake that you could make. And, and matter of fact, like I, uh, I, I said, uh, if you could make a mistake as a young man, I made it. And uh, and I very transparently through absolute truthfulness. Here's, here's my mistakes, and yeah. hopefully you don't make them yourself. Goes into him fighting the Taliban, UFC, and also himself. It's very, oh. very all the places you'll go. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, your biggest opponent is you. Very interesting, though. Yeah. Tim Kennedy, I appreciate you joining me in studio. Congrats on this book, Scars and Stripes. Get your pre-orders in now. And, and make sure that we run this book up to the top of some bestsellers list. It's a really good read. I'm only like a third of the way through, admittedly. Yeah. But it's a really good read. Congratulations. Thank you. So much. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for being me. here. Yep. Good luck on your speech tonight. We've got another hour on the way of The Dana Show. So make sure you stay tuned. And we'll have this interview with Tim up on all our socials as well as YouTube. Remember, the Supreme Court is not the ones that will get the final word on Roe versus Wade. It is Congress that gets the final word. We have the capacity to keep Roe versus Wade as the law of the land. And if we act, then we can do that. So Elizabeth Warren is saying, oh, it's on the ballot now. Audio soundbite eight, Senator, or sorry, nine. Senator Schumer says the same thing. It's on the ballot now. Third, to the American people, I say this. The elections this November will have consequences because the rights of a hundred million women are now on the ballot. My rights aren't on the ballot. Just FYI. Um, mm-mm, no. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Wednesday. Almost, for- <laughs> almost forgot what day it was. It, because you know why? Because now, and I'm going to forget what year it is because now we're back to complaining about, oh, it's women's rights. It's women. I told you this was going to, they were going to use this as a way to get out the vote. By the way, doesn't it seem like a lot of people are now biologists? Did you guys want to know what your genes thought? Wait, what? Yeah. Do you want to know what your genes thought? Uh huh. Do you want to know? So Levi Strauss, noted biologist, comes out with this statement. Quote, can I get some uh, like sad kitty puppy music? Give me some like a sad instrumental. Hold up. Hold up. They just came out with this. Full stop. Give me some sad piano. Like sad, you know, you're don't totally play Sarah McLaughlin, but because that's just really ridiculous. No words. Just a sad piano. 
That's not a piano, but it is a stringed instrument. This is from noted biologist Levi Strauss. Quote, as the pandemic has set... Wait, I got to stop. You can't... Nope, I got to have the sad music. I don't want to hear the damn singing either. Steve, give me a piano instrumental sad. DJ Fun Uncle. Guys, it's going to be worth it. They just came out with this, so I couldn't have planned this. They just came out with a statement. It's very important that you understand what your genes think. I'm waiting for shoes to chime in. What about Ziploc bags? What about storage, plastic storage baggies, snack bags? Oh, ooh, Caboodle. Remember Caboodle? Are they going to come out? Is your makeup organizer going to come out with a, with a statement? As the pandemic has shown so clearly, says noted biologist Levi Strauss, public health issues are workplace issues. Business leaders are responsible for protecting health and well-being of our employees, and that includes protecting reproductive rights and abortion access. Access to reproductive health care, including abortion. It's been a critical factor to the workplace gains, blah, blah, blah. It disproportionately affects women of color. It puts their well-being at risk and impedes diverse hiring pipelines. So will someone think of the pipelines? Women in some states would have fewer rights than women in others, and our country would be consigned to a more unjust and inequitable future. It's a fraught conversation. It's not something we, as genes, the pants, enter into lightly. Oh, they say, given what is at stake, business leaders like people who make jeans, the pants like us, need to make their voices heard and act to protect the wealth and well-being of our employees. That means protecting reproductive rights. Signed, Levi Strauss, noted situational biologist. Um. Hmm. If they're going to act to protect the well-being of their employees, are they going to fashion together? What's the thing that uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, are they going to make a little denim bard access down there? <laughs> I can't think of the name for it. <laughs> and momentarily left my mind. Uh, chastity belt. Thank you. Are they going to make a denim chastity belt? Unless Levi Strauss is making a denim chastity belt. I'm just, you know, why are you, you make jeans. They jumped in the gun control thing and then they got mad at some lady because she wanted to reopen schools. So they're all over the place. I don't wear Levi Strauss because their jeans suck. I'm really snotty about my denim. I don't like their jeans. Uh, But why? And they want to let you know that they're going to reimburse people for healthcare related travel experience. Expenses for services not available in their home state. So I guess if people want to go get an abortion because they just they just felt like that's the form of birth control they want, that Levi Strauss, the genes, are going to cover it. Why does a corporation always have to get involved in everything? It's so annoying now. I don't, I don't, even if you agree with me, I almost don't care. Like there's only a couple instances where I care. Because like, like for, and because we have Patriot Mobile that advertises on the show. 
you don't really there aren't anybody that there isn't another cell phone service that that doesn't use your money to fund progressivism so that's why i think it's kind of important but they don't even they don't weigh in on all this stuff they just show up at march for life that's it by the way have you noticed how march for life where you have millions of people that literally march for life every year in dc doesn't get any media coverage but a bunch of karens rioting over abortion does exactly but I, why do why do business leaders need to come out constantly and tell people where they are? Hello, we make ice cream. We're here to tell you about, talk to you about the sex and that. I just find it that look. Do you I, need I'm to fine. Know? I'm fine with a business doing whatever it is the business wants to do. But it's weird that they don't want future jean wearers. So I assume that all their jeans are gender neutral, right? I guess, but I mean, why would you encourage? you know, eliminating future jean wearers. Like, these babies will grow up to wear jeans. If you're going to fund... Will they, though? If you're going to fund, you know, the eliminating I of just, these children... I just hope that they stop marketing for different men and women because, I mean, why is this an issue about women's rights? Men can get pregnant, too. We were told that. It's science. It's science. So men can also get pregnant, so... Yeah, what's the, it's not women's rights anymore. You shut up, women. It's not about your rights because the men are here and they can also have the babies, right? And then, what other companies are going to get in get involved in this? I'm just trying to think. Like, what about the people who make light bulbs? Right, as you screw in your light bulb, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to tell. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. I want to really bad because I do enjoy watching Kane get very uncomfortable and wonder if we're going to get canceled. But we're uncancelable. But I still right. I just kind of want to know, like, what what else is going to get in there? What else is going to what else? What other companies are going to come out and advertise? I mean, what about Chevy? You know, any anything. What about orange juice? What does your orange juice think, though? I can't feel seen until my orange juice makes a statement. <laughs> what else? What else? Oh, what about the uh, the Haynes people? They make socks and stuff. I don't feel validated until I look on a sock package and I see myself represented somehow. Are these cis socks? Whose socks? Cis socks. <laughs> Who's cis? Cis socks. <laughs> it is. <laughs> are we getting played? Are we a reality show for aliens? I feel like we are at this point because I would watch us. <laughs> I would totally watch us. <laughs> That's the only way that any of this nonsense makes sense. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anybody else want to weigh in? Any other companies? What about the Skittles? Y'all want to weigh in on this? You have. Never mind. Uh, what else? Any other ca- nerds? The candy? What about like Huggies? <laughs> the diapers? That that would kind of hurt their business. Yeah, Notice the seems, diaper people are real silent about this. Seems antithetical to their... We don't want to actually hurt our population, so <laughs> we can't really come out and talk about this very much. I'm just, you know... Just curious about all this stuff. Like, what else? What else? Anything else? Anybody else want to come out and weigh, weigh in on this? Any other fast food places? Burger King, you want to weigh in on this? I mean, come on. I know we make hamburgers, but when we're not busy in the kitchen, we're biologists. <laughs> so, 
It's also stupid. I don't, I'm just of the mind that the left told me that you have to be a biologist to discern whether or not you have a uh, vagina or not. And I just think unless you're a biologist, then maybe you shouldn't be talking about this, you know, kind of stay in your little lane, right? Isn't that how it is? That's what the left said. And I'm pretty sure all these people from Chuck Schumer to uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's on that war path, she's really on the war path. Like our ancestors were back in the days of Jackson when they rounded up actual indigenous Americans and put them on the trail of genocide. But I digress. They're none of them are biologists. Not a single one. Not a single one. I'm just trying to think of like some basic everyday items that people use. What about paper towels? Brawny. Didn't they put a chick on the cover? Brawny, the paper towels. Because apparently there was some broad out there who's like, I just, this paper towel is a picture of a man on it. So it must mean I can't use this paper towel. Because as a man, I don't feel seen. Everything I believe has to be represented on the packaging of the products I use. I just don't feel seen otherwise. Just feel invisible. I'm invisible. I could make fun of this all the rest of the day. I kind of want to, right? Gosh. I just, um, everything is, is so stupid. Where's the sweet meteor of death? I'm just waiting. I'm just trying to think of average everyday products that I'm just looking around. Like hand lotion. Where are the, oh boy, there's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> They may have more of a motivation. Than I was going to say, there may be thought. something else. There may be something else there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I don't wear Levi's because I think their cuts are weird, right? They're, can I, they, they're cut for people. I just don't like the way they cut their pants. I never have. And I've never really liked how their jeans fit. I don't like the drape, Kane. I don't like that drape. But I just, why do they have to sit here? Okay, good for you. You're doing, you're, you're doing whatever. That's what your company believes. But see, they want the media attention. These people are so thirsty. They're thirsty. I asked if Levi Strauss was a biologist. Doesn't, uh, isn't a lot of their stuff made in China too? Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Levi Strauss, since they just came out with us. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, they're manufacturing in China. Hmm, look at that. So, I mean, really, ultimately, they're just embracing the Xi Jinping uh, uh, ideology. Right? Hmm. Because that's Xi Jinping is all about the abortions. That's what they, they had the one child policy, and then they put themselves into a generational bind. So there, there you have it. Hmm. Uh, so now we know that that's what Jeans thinks. We have a, a few other things to get into, including why it is that these other corporations are very insistent on making sure that people they dislike do not own, do not own uh, social media companies. We have this that we're going to get into, and we're also going to get into, I got some of the latest stuff with Russia as well, because there, now there's, there's uh, some murmurs of a potential... Kremlin coup just some murmurs we'll explore that and Joe Biden believes apparently that Donald Trump has no more influence and also that Donald Trump's magocrat is the most extreme political group in history says the guy from the party that believes in abortion up until the baby crowns but okay 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Well, goodness, there's some bodies being found. Uh, A couple renovating a century house found bones beneath the floorboards. 150-year-old house. They were renovating the property to flip it. They're a young married couple. They've been sharing their journey on Tech Talk. And they snapped up this bungalow for $25,000. They were going to turn it into a three-bedroom, two-story home. And then they found the body. It was in a crawl space under some floorboards. And they found it on video. You could see the dust and the debris and bones were scattered about. It was a body. They do actually have skeletons. The house had good bones also. There's like a million jokes to make. Uh, But they reported it to the police and then that's what... There you go. So they have to have an anthropologist take possession of it. And it's just, it's, it's too, it's a, there, there's, I didn't realize all the stuff that you have to, that you had to do. A 45 foot tall mountain of trash in Snohomish County could just burst into flames. And Everett, Washington, this sounds like a Wally subplot. It was a big problem, multi-million dollar, 45 foot tall mountain of trash. It's in the Everett transfer station. Public Works fear that the pile, which has been building for weeks, could just burst into flames. They said that they have to watch the pile 24 hours a day. Duh. Because it could spontaneously combust within the pile itself. It began to form in early April and it just kept compiling and pressing. What do you do from it? What do you, like, how do you get rid of it? Do you, how, well, what do you do? It it handles 50% of the county's trash. And uh, now that Lake Mead, because there's a lot of people consuming water, more so much than the drought... Uh, but they said the mob's given up. The Me- Lake Mead's given up the mob secrets. Apparently, they found a body. The body was identified as being from the 80s. Uh, but it was uh, discovered. So a woman screamed on the beach because she walked over and there was a body in a barrel. In an actual barrel. Stay with us. You called it a call to arms in making this announcement. Explain that. Well, I think everybody who saw uh, that draft opinion has gone through uh, a range of different emotions. Um But we can't just be angry. Uh, We've got to be intentional. Uh, We've got to be dedicated. And that's why I'm calling upon uh, fellow elected officials across the country, and particularly uh, my fellow mayors, to join me in making the pledge that we made today, which is a justice for all pledge. And fundamentally, it reaffirms um, Chicago um, as a welcoming city, a city that doesn't discriminate, and a city that's going to stand with women. Hmm. That's... uh... Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying that it's a call to arms. She, this is she's talking for an armed insurrection, is what she's talking about. Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash here with you. Sign up for that newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. The link is accessible in all of my social media profiles and at danalash.com up where it says says subscribe. She um Lori Lightfoot is mad because Lauren Bobert, Congresswoman Lauren Bobert said uh, she called her an insurrectionist because she is. Lightfoot goes, excuse me, insurrection is your thing, not ours. Yeah, I don't think so. You're literally calling for an armed insurrection. You verbatim type that it was a call to arms against SCOTUS. Verbatim. So no, 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 no. You called for that. That's you. That's you. Look at all the insurrectionism that's taking place with the uh, protests with uh, SCOTUS. How about that? Showing up at their homes? You did that. Republicans never showed up at anybody's house. They didn't show up at people's houses, even after everything, all of the questions about 
certain areas where there were a lot of questionable voting happening. She didn't, there was no, nobody showed up in anybody's house. So just saying, that's has always been the left. Always been the left. And for her to, you know, kind of like try to somehow say that this was, you know, anything but that. Trump was kicked off for nothing, actually. And there are a lot of other people who have uh, been blocked out for less. They've been banned on Twitter for less. And she's saying that. The media went crazy. I, w- I told you about this earlier with the whole, you remember the Sarah Palin, I wrote about this nonstop when it happened. Uh, when she reposted this Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, it, it was a, uh, uh, this was like back during the Tea Party days. She used the DCCC map that had showcased vulnerable districts, vulnerable races, and among them, Gabby Giffords was was on that list. She was Hers was considered a vulnerable district. And they had surveyor's marks on them because the left doesn't know the difference. And the left said that uh, when Palin retweeted it, or retweeted it, when she repurposed it and sent it out like in an email, everyone was saying that she was putting crosshairs, and this was right after the Gabby Gifford shooting, she, they, they accused her of putting crosshairs on this district, and that's ultimately what got uh, Gabby Gifford shot. That's ultimately what led to this. The New York Times brain stories on it, and they turned around, and the stories still exist online. They apologized. They had to apologize to her for running that reporting because it was inaccurate and absolutely malicious. And that that was just, that was literally, they were talking about electoral maps and that happened even before. So how is this? How is the media not losing their minds on this? Can you imagine if I would have said this is a call to arms? Can you imagine if I would have said that this is a call to arms over a SCOTUS ruling? Kane's like freaking out. Can you imagine if I had said that? Complete double standard. Complete double standard. And I'm not even an elected official. Can you imagine if Trump would have said it? Trump told everyone on January 6th to go home. Lightfoot didn't do that. We played the audio, so don't. Lightfoot didn't do that. Man. It's a complete double standard. And I do think that what she is doing is legit. I think it's legitimately dangerous because these are the people who, nut jobs, who listen to her. I, it, it's, it's wild. <sighs> You're not going to probably hear anything about her tweet tonight on MSNBC, NBC, anything like that. None of it. (laughs) Vice News tweeted, you can't say gay in Florida schools, but Ron DeSantis is mandating that teachers talk blank about communism. Communism is blank, so how can you talk blank about it? Hmm? I mean, isn't that a legitimate question? So how can you talk badly about it? And also, the bill was about parental rights in school. Yeah, I am totally going to tweet this. Every now and then I have a sauce. Just stop. Every now and then. It's, it is, man, I'm telling you what, these people, they're offended over, they're offended over, over communism. How dare you talk bad about communism, said Vice News, without any shred of iron. I mean, golly, does it, they, 
Remember when they used to, do they ever used to be edgy? They got their feelings hurt because Ron DeSantis, because communism is garbage. So they have their feelings hurt over it. Golly, the left. Yeah, we, we can only talk bad about communism because communism is garbage. Nothing good about it. Yeah, there's nothing good about it. I mean, good heavens. All right, a few other things I want to make sure that we're hitting here. Because uh, there's been a lot, and I'm trying to keep it all. Speaking of what's going on in schools, I love this. Rhode Island parents are furious. And these parents are slamming their woke school district because their school district canceled honors classes. Why did they cancel honors classes? So that they could replace them with what they call an inclusion agenda. They, it's a Barrington, Rhode Island. They decided to move to a what they call a universal uh, learning system through de-leveling. Whatever that is. What is, I don't know what de-leveling, what does that mean? Like you're taking out all of the AP stuff. Parents are now slamming the school. They said you're, you're taking away honors classes and now because of this woke garbage, you're risking our students' ability to get financial aid for college. One dentist father who has immigrant parents said that the change was supposed to, they, that he was trying to be devil's advocate and trying to find, there's no good spot in this. There's nothing good. Barrington Public Schools dropped 119 spots in school rankings since the work le- learning system was introduced. De-leveling places students with different needs and learning abilities in specialized classes. So they're, they're dropping that. So kids who need more higher level instruction or higher just harder work, kids who can do the harder work and need the harder work to keep them engaged, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it because it's going to be, it's going to make the kids who can't do the work feel bad. And we all know that we should shame people who can do things that you can't do. This is ridiculous. I love what this one dad said. He goes, if you guys believe in equity, pick an average dentist. True. If you really believe in equity, go to a crap doctor. Yeah. Yeah, Go to do that. I mean, that there's one way to there. There that's. There you go. Show how inclusive you are. All these people that preach about inclusive inclusivity. No, no, no. You're Joe Biden and all the all his grandkids. Then they go to Sidwell Friends. Doesn't sound very inclusive. Sidwell Friends is super, super pricey school district, private school district in the D.C. area. And this point that one of the dads made about kids getting financial aid for college I mean if you can do if you do dual credit some kids can do some kids do dual credit some do um they'll 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 have their AP courses and that gives them they get a little that gives them extra I mean it's just extra help on their transcripts (sighs) they're ruining education for wokery. They're ruining it for wokery is what it is. They had this meeting in March and parents were voicing outrage over it. Understandably so. And then, let me pull this up. As we, this is, I, 
all of the discussion about college debt, I don't know if you guys saw this, Chris Murphy was talking about reducing college debt, but the cause of the debt is the cost of the degree. And he goes, there's some exceptions. We got to start forcing higher education to engage in radical structural reform soon. You know what the problem with that is? Chris Murphy was put into office in 2007. And after that, I want to say 09, 09 or 12, that's when Democrats actually voted for uh, federalizing student loans. They're federal, they voted to federalize student loans. And they, they made it in doing so incredibly, incredibly more expensive way more expensive and so it's like a hurt and rescue they made it more expensive and now want you all to all of us to pay the cost of it (sighs) they're gonna cover my ammo just curious Uh, a couple other things as we wrap up this Tuesday here because it's going to get crazier especially as the economy continues to circle the drain more wokery so Disney plus which has been completely coming out with every bit of Star Wars and Marvel that it can Loki came out as uh by He says there's further to go for queer characters in the MCU. Because, see, I mean, I can't possibly fight the bad guys unless we all know how we have the sex and, and who we go to sleep with. Do you realize? I mean, it's absurd because it's absurd. That's why. Just, just play the character. I don't think Loki has a shred of humanity anyway. So just play the character. I'm so tired of this stuff. People are constantly using the exception as a general rule. I I just hate it when it's so over the top. And then the character becomes all about that instead of what the character was originally about. It's like I was telling you, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, I almost can't finish it. That's made by the Borderlands people. It's like a a gaming company here in Texas, but they're so woke, it's, it's vomitous. It's so damn annoying. It's, it's like they can't be open-minded. They have to prance about and, and they want attention. They're so thirsty for attention and backpats about how woke they are. And it's so annoying. That's what I can't handle. The thirst for accolades. The fishing for compliments. I cannot stand that. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate thirsty people. That's like one of my pet peeves. I, can, I purposely will withhold praise because I can't stand it. I don't care if it's bad. It's deserved. I really don't care. You know? I can't stand it. Like people are like, 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 especially with this, like this Loki thing. And then, and then like, for instance, in Tiny Tina's, I mean, you can't, there's not, you, there's not a storyline. There's not anything where it's not woke. It, it removes that suspension of disbelief that is required to fully immerse yourself, whether you're watching a movie, a series or playing a game, that, that suspension of disbelief that, that is shattered. Because someone believes that their political opinions, which are usually garbage, are more important than your political opinions. And really, it should just be about coming together for that series, that film, that game, whatever. It's so, see, that's why a lot of people like Elden Ring and apparently um, Assassin's Creed. I've only done a couple of things on Assassin's Creed. I did the Revolution one. 
There's the Renaissance one, but they have other ones. But I, but I think that's where because they don't, they don't even care. Like if when you go to create your character in Elden Ring, they're they're just like pick your, you know, do you got an Audi or an Innie? That's it, pick it. They don't care. You don't get to choose your pronoun. Shut up. You're going to get murdered a million times. You don't even care about your pronoun. You're not even going to be caring about, I don't know if I feel represented because you're going to have this troll stomp your guts out in the first, like, I don't know, 30 minutes of gameplay. So shut up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Who is an ultra-magger Republican? I would say people who support that portion of the Republican agenda. So Rob Portman, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, would they be ultra-mega Republican? They can all make their own choices, uh, Ed, and I can we can let others evaluate that. But I would say that the president's view is those who support a plan by Rick Scott, by Chairman Scott, that would raise taxes on 75 million Americans and get rid of, sunset, eliminate, whatever you want to call it, Medicare and Social Security, that's a MAGA uh, position. And that includes the chairman of the Republican National Committee. That's a MAGA position. That is the chairman of the party. So that's what the president considers. But also, obviously, given two-thirds of the American people, according to a Fox News poll, uh, believe that women's, that Roe v. Wade should be protected. If you're on the other side of that, you're supporting an ultra-MAGA position in the president's view. So we'll let, we don't need to name call individuals unless they have positions that okay, are aligned with what you Ultra-MAGA. I'm so done with this. This is such nonsense. But hey, Lori Lightfoot called for a violent insurrection, an armed violent insurrection, just FYI. Today's stupidity, Kane. All right, let's uh, let's make it, why don't we make it Saki? Because even though we just heard from her, um, she's saying that apparently the FDA is working around the clock, around the clock on the possible shortage of baby formula. Listen to this. Well, let me first say, as you know, but uh, the FDA issued a recall to ensure that they are meeting their obligation to protect the health of Americans, including babies who, of course, were uh, receiving or taking... So now they want to protect they babies? They don't don't ha- no, no, no. You, don't, you can't have weird. it both ways, right? Weird.